For over 20 years, I've had a weight issue that was masking a deeper issue, food addiction. Welcome to Foodiction, a podcast about food addiction recovery. I am your host, Julie Hatch. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Sorry, guys, I had to adjust my mic there. All right, I have come to this conclusion that I really probably should be, excuse me, I have a frog in my throat. I really should be more open-minded to this whole meal prepping idea. And what brought me to this point is that I realized that unexpected things come up and when they do, I often feel tired, too tired to really cook or too tired to really do much of anything. And so I resort to just going out and grabbing some fast food and sometimes it's on plan and sometimes it's not. So I'm realizing that the convenience, like the reason I had success in a different plan that I had tried when I lost almost 70 pounds is that it was kind of grab and go. It was all food I bought. It was all food I could eat on the go or, you know, food that I could access quickly. I didn't have to think about it. So I realized that if I food prep, it's sort of like creating my own fast food, right? I can, I can just grab and go if I needed to, if I know that sounds terrible and and no, it's not idyllic to eat on the go, but if I'm going to, then I would rather it be food that's on my plan. So I feel like this is starting to trip me up here and I feel like I need to be more open to this. Now I am going to go through, I'm just going to sort this out through a series of pros and cons, and I'm going to work this out in my mind and I'm going to invite you to come along. I want to weigh the advantages and disadvantages and see where I land in all of this. Okay. So let's talk about the pros. I know that with food prep, you save money because you're able to buy in bulk. I know you save time because you don't have to stand in front of the refrigerator and try and figure out what you're going to eat and then take the time to prepare it and then all of that hoo-ha, right? So you save time, you save money, you save time. And let's see if I can think of any more pros. If I'm short on time, I can just grab it. I don't have to worry about making it because it's already prepared ahead of time. And it helps me stay on plan because it's all the foods that would be on plan. So that's quite a few advantages just right there. When I think about disadvantages, the one that comes out to my mind and stands out the most is the lack of variety. I get bored with my meals very quickly. And if I get too bored with them, I just won't eat. I'll skip it. (laughs) And then I get so, so hungry and ravenous that I turn to foods that are not on plan. So there's that. And I think this is the biggest reason why I've avoided food prep because it's really hard on me. I'm a person that really loves variety. And I know that we don't use, you you know, food as entertainment and that's discouraged, you know, not to think of food as like 
entertainment or this thing that needs to be, you know, different all the time, the more simple, the, the more simple our media, meals are, the better. And it's disengaging that carnal side of us that wants to have a say, that wants to choose, that wants to abandon anything good and just indulge. So I know that, um, yes, there's not going to be a lot of variety. Having never, (laughs) my rabbit, he's lifting up his cage. Sorry, guys. Having never done food prep before, because I'm entering into this for the first time and I'm learning more about it, which I have to say, there's some videos on YouTube, the Bright Line Eating uh, videos that are called Bright, Bright Bites, recently did a segment on food prep. And this is really what also caused me to rethink food prepping. And then I discovered there were other independent people who were sharing their food prepping ideas. And I thought, okay, this looks doable. This looks really simple, really doable. And how great that all they have to do is open the fridge and grab their food. Like, fantastic. But I did something different this month. I decided that I was going to create my monthly meal plan differently. That instead of it, like every meal, every day being different with a few exceptions of leftovers the very next day for one meal, that I would, hello, Winston. (laughs) He's sharpening his, not sharpening, he's grinding down his teeth. Um, He's right next to me. I just rearranged my office, guys. And so now he's like right next to me. Well, being, being loud. Winston. Okay, so just try to ignore him the best that you can. Oh my goodness. Okay, hold on. (laughs) I can't focus, dude. Okay, he'll probably continue, but anyway, I'll do my best to just stay focused, which is really hard when you have ADD. (laughs) All right, so getting back to what I was saying, I was watching these videos and I thought, okay, this looks totally doable. So what I decided to do for my monthly meal plan is to plan out um, meal prepping instead of just every single day. And so I put meal prepping, it seemed like in my mind, I kept thinking, I know that there's some people that say that you can bag salad and keep it fresh for a week by getting as much air out of the Ziploc bag as you can. And, but I was skeptical, I'm skeptical and I really don't like slimy lettuce or any vegetables that look like airs hit them and kind of made them stale. So I decided that I would break it up bi-weekly and do meal preps on Wednesday and Saturday. And what that looks like is having the same meal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner um, for three days and then another block of four days. So I'm going to try this. I don't even know if if this will work or if I'm doing that part right, but I imagine if you're a person that really wants to do meal prep for like a week at a time, then you can just take the, you know, the Wednesday meals and, you know, put them with the Saturday meals and do it all on one day and then you're set. So I figured, you know, if somebody in in our healthy and bright group wanted to do that, they could, there's that option, but I'm going to break it up bi-weekly and we'll start with that. And I also want to see how I can incorporate this meal prepping. If it is successful, how can I incorporate this for my husband and daughter? Because I think 
during the times that I'm tired and we have the fend for yourself nights, I'm just too tired to make dinner. I think it would be really helpful to have some freezer meals or have some kind of um, food that they can just grab and eat and it's going to be healthy and nutritious and they're not resorting to junk or junk food. So if it's successful doing this for me, then I will try and figure out a way to do this for all of us and hope that it helps. My husband's a very picky eater and he, he really displays a lot of, um, food addiction tendencies. So I don't know, he's not in a place where he really wants to work on that. And so I don't know how open he's going to be to, you know, switching to a healthier diet, but it's worth a shot, right? And if all else fails, if it's healthy and it's on my plan, then I can just eat it. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. The other thing that I did this week is I started reading the book Resume by Dr. Susan Pierce Thompson and Everett Considine. This book is all about giving you tools. And I think they said there's three tools in this book, but the biggest one they focus on is called parts work. <clears throat> It's identifying the different parts of ourselves, naming them, helping us understand what their objective is and how to have conversations between our different parts. And I imagine this is a useful, a useful tool because back when I was going to school, we learned a similar technique where if you were dual-minded about something or you were confused about something where your heart and your mind weren't on the same page, you could engage, you could imagine a conversation between your heart and mind and engage in this um, imaginative conversation. So in other words, it's using your imagination to have this conversation between your heart and mind to get them on the same page and cooperate. And that was really the objective. And it sounds a little corny, but it works. And the reason that it works is because your brain doesn't know the difference between what you imagine and what is real. It has the same reaction and same response. That's why anything that you imagine in your mind is so powerful. So it's, uh, I imagine this is a useful tool and I think it just takes that concept and goes deeper with it. But one thing that I just wanted to share while I'm thinking of it, let's see if I can get, there we go. Okay. There are, it says in this book that our parts will fall into usually two categories, the wounded parts and the protective parts. And under the protective parts, there's the managers that will compensate for their pain. They usually become extra vigilant or hypervigilant. They, you know, if they're carrying around this belief that they're not good enough, then they're going to do everything they can to prove that they're not good enough, or they're going to do everything they can to prove that, um, not that they're not good enough, but that they are good enough. I believe that's what it was. Um, so, and then there's the firefighters and the fire. So managers are proactive. Firefighters are reactive. And the way that firefighters react is usually by numbing. Um, or, you know, coping mechanisms that look like binge eating or, you know, emotional eating, things like that, quick fixes, anything to numb the pain. So you have the proactive and the reactive protective parts. Now, this is kind of the introduction to 
the 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 rest of this parts work and so now i'm getting into i'm just now getting into the very first part that they're going to be talking about and i haven't read it yet but i'll give you a little teaser it's the food indulger part so that will be really interesting to read about that and to my knowledge there's still two other tools aside from the part work parts work that i'll be learning as well so what I'm doing is I, I realize I'm still not where I want to be in my program. And what I'm doing is I'm adding tools to my toolbox that I can rely on when I'm triggered, when I'm having a bad day, when I'm feeling rather emotional and you know, all of those things. I'm putting these tools in my toolbox because I'm realizing I need more tools. And so I feel like having those those tools in place will support myself in reaching my goal and that I need to be open to them and that I need to actually use them. So that's my theory. And that is what I'm experimenting on. Will this help? And if so, how much? So I still haven't really hunkered down and gotten serious about resuming yet. I thought I had, and then it just, yeah, life happens. But anyway, I, I mean, I can come with, with a million excuses and there really aren't any good excuses, but I do know that when I hit upon my, um, emotions or when I hit upon my, uh, bad days and just really low moments or depression or anything like that, I, I kind of flounder a little bit. So this is why I've, I finally, I ordered this book a long time ago and this is why I'm just barely reading it now because I'm ready for it. So that'll be interesting. I did get my other book too. I, I wonder if I can grab it real quick. I'm going to grab it real quick. Hold on. It is, let's see. <clears throat> All right. So. This other book that I ordered, sorry guys, <laughs> I should have paused this. Oh, well, this other book that I ordered is called Immunity to Change by Robert Keegan and Lisa Lascaux-Lee. Wow, that's a lot of L's. And so this is all about how to overcome it and unlock the potential in yourself and your organization. So I'm hoping I can get some tips from there too, because sometimes I fall into this trap I've noticed of apathy and this unwillingness to change. Like I know what I need to do. I know what I want to do, but then I just don't do it. And so the tools that I'm, that I'm accumulating are tools that will address this issue, this problem, this unwillingness, right? This bad attitude. And also the tools that will help me in other areas that I need a little bit more help with and support with. So I'm looking forward to digging into those and sharing the things that I learned from that. It should be really, really awesome. I have still been unpacking a great deal. <laughs> um, <coughs> I started volunteering and I don't know what happened, but when I started volunteering to work at our local temple, all of a sudden my awareness surrounding how I feel has been heightened. Every little minute detail feels important to me. And 
I've been paying really close attention to the music I listen to, to the programs that I watch or the movies that I watch, to the way that I'm eating, to the way that I'm dressing, to the way, like every little minute thing. And it's not about picking it apart. That's not what it is. But when you've spent five hours in a place that's considered holy, where it's so holy that you really believe God dwells there and you feel this incredible peace and, and love for a big chunk of time during your day. When you leave that and you step outside into the world, there's such a stark contrast that it's, it's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just, it kind of like jolts you like, whoa. (laughs) And you want really badly to have that peace and that love back that that just feels like it's consuming you. And so this has been my experience. And I'm grateful for this experience. I feel like something just totally woke me up, shook me awake because I'd been in this pit of apathy and I'd been in this pit of like being kind of complacent and lazy. And I really was seeking for something to wake me up, to like really shake me up. And I had no idea when I first started to volunteer to do this work that it would affect me in the way that it is. And it's really awesome. And I really love that Um, because my desire to sit and numb myself with entertainment is becoming less and less and less. And I'm realizing there's deeper reasons other than not wanting to set up a situation where it's easy to just binge eat, but that on a spiritual level, um, I'm wanting something more out of myself and out of my life. So this has been a really interesting, I've only been two days into this so far because I do it every Saturday from like, I have to wake up at three in order to get there in time at five because I, you know, it takes me time to do my hair and my makeup and eat breakfast and I hate feeling rushed and I still have, you know, morning devotional and all that. So I wake up at three in the morning every Saturday and then I, I go there and I'm there from five to 10 in the morning. And I'm basically that person that helps anyone who comes through the temple doors to feel like they're having, they can have a pleasant experience and feel loved and feel like just simple things like a smile, you know, and just greeting them or just seeing if there's anything we can do to accommodate them. And it's all focused on others. You know, what can we do to, to love them? to support them, to create, you know, this pleasant experience. And it's, it's really quite beautiful. It's caused me to look at people outside of the temple differently. Like instead of just walking by and just doing my routine and not thinking twice about people I'm passing by on the way to the grocery store or people I'm encountering at the bank, or, you know what I mean? As I'm running errands, it's not just this routine thing. I find myself assessing their body language and thinking, what can I do to make their day better? What can I do to love on them today? What can I do to show my appreciation? And so it's really getting me that training that I'm receiving is really pouring out into other areas of my life. So it's been this really interesting, um, gosh, this really interesting experience for me, but really wonderful at the same time. So I, I'm there and I'm trying really hard not to judge the fact that I haven't fully committed to resuming it. I'm holding the space for me, I find, 
<coughs> Excuse me. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but I'm holding the space for myself because there's a lot coming down the pipe these days. And I'm trying to process it all and make sense of it all and figure out what I want to do with it all. And I'm on this huge learning curve, huge, huge learning curve. But one thing that I did also decide that might be helpful is the Brightline Eating app has um, these awesome vlogs that Susan, Dr. Susan Pierce Thompson does. I love her vlogs. She also posts them on YouTube. And I think what I'm going to do for a while is once I finally do commit to resuming, I want to, I might just do this beforehand. I don't know. (coughs) But I want to listen to one video each day. And I also want to, um, I've been a little, I'm still doing my morning routine, but I've been lazy about it. Like just waking up, reading one scripture and one verse. And I don't want to fall into that habit given it's a better habit than nothing. And I'm still holding that space, but I do want to work on getting to bed earlier and then making it a point to read more of my scriptures, like really pour into it and do some journaling because I think that's really important that that journaling may also help me, um, not overshare during my day. Um, because when I, I overshare it as a means to process and I also overshare when I'm nervous and I'm experiencing a little anxiety about around meeting new people or coming out of my shell because I am more introverted. And so, you know, it's one of those things that I, I have to work on. Um, so I, I'm thinking about all those things that I want to improve on as well. And I know that they're doable. If I can set my alarm and wake up consistently every single day at the same time to read a scripture or a verse, that's still progress. That's actually really big progress for me. So if I can do that, then I know that I can start incorporating other things too. And I can take that next step to really do a little bit more with my morning devotionals. So that's also, you know, part of my plan. But um, I I am aware that all of this planning can feel like work, but it's really not work until I actually do it. So I'm trying to keep that in my mind to help motivate myself to start taking more action and stop doing that. Like there comes a point where you have enough tools to to do what you need to do and accomplish what you need to accomplish and you need to stop gathering and then you just need to start employing them, like using them. Right. And so I know that's quickly coming. That's quickly coming. And I think by the time I'm done with these two books, I'll probably have enough in, in enough tools in my toolbox that I can hit the, hit the ground running, but I don't want to wait until then to start my resume. Um, my plan was to do some grocery shopping today, get containers and get some foods that I can meal prep with, I want to start out with salads. I want to start out with some um, overnight oats and some um, what's this? some dinners like chicken paprika. I want to start out with those things, and then we'll we'll see, you know, kind of thing. Um, but my, that was the plan: is to do that today. I just hope I can get around to doing it because right now um, it is. 
I have a very full day and a very full week. This week out of the month of April is my busiest week. So <laughs> it's going to be an interesting week for sure. I'm hoping that I can do that. And I was going to do it Saturday, but my daughter's prom was on Friday. And that's, I, I got to bed at like midnight. Then I turned around Saturday morning, got up at three. By the time I came, came home, I went to bed, but then I watched a movie and I didn't really take a nap until after the movie was over. And then by the time I woke up, it was dinner. Like it was one of those days, right? <laughs> it was one of those. Oh my gosh. Cause I was going to do grocery shopping after the temple on Saturday and it just didn't happen. So it threw off my week, but it doesn't have to be a complete, um, it, what's the word I'm looking for? A complete failure. It doesn't mean that this week has to start off on the wrong leg, even though I'm completely overwhelmed right now because I'm looking around my home and I'm seeing all these things that I need to do. All of these chores, like my home is a hot mess right now and it's driving me absolutely crazy. I have laundry to do and put away. I have dishes to do. I have vacuuming to do like tons. And on top of that, I've got to make a trip down to DI. I've got to go to the dump to get rid of our old mattress. Like I have projects. <laughs> so I am trying right now to just keep myself centered and grounded and just Julie, just one thing at a time. One, And I still got to go upstairs and help. So one thing at a time, just one thing at a time, breathe. It's going to get done. Just, you know, this is what I'm telling myself over and over today. Like it's going to be okay. So We'll see, but this is where I, where I am in my journey. I have no idea at this point what I'm going to even title this episode because it's sort of been a hodgepodge and an update on the thing, my takeaways from this past week. Maybe that's what I'm just going to have to title this, this episode. I'll, I'll find, I'll figure it out, <laughs> but I want to encourage you that if you, if something isn't working, take the time to stop and find those tools, seek them out, and then add them to your toolbox. Really get your support solid and in place because life happens, the saboteur comes out, um, we have this tendency to want to revert to old bad habits that aren't working out for us that, that really cause us to derail so just take heart. You know, if you find yourself doing that, look at it like, look at your failures like data. Like it's just information on what you can do differently. It's just pointing you in a different direction on what you can do differently that might actually work. And so be open to that. Seek those tools out. I'm going to share as many tools as I can that help me with you. So you can always, you know, listen and re-listen to these episodes whenever you want. Um, if you need some ideas or encouragement, or, you know, you're just having a bad day. Cause trust me, I've had several of them and I keep thinking in the back of my mind, am I ever really going to do this? <laughs> am I stalling? What am I doing here? You know, I should already be like 50 pounds lighter by now. <laughs> you know, there's that side of me that's kind of been chastising myself and I have to kind of shut it down and go quiet. I've got this. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know? So you might have to tell your saboteur that, you know, hush, <laughs> leave me alone, go away. So I believe, you know, this whole experience has been so wonderful in the ways that it has inspired me to become my best self and to learn 
how to do life differently and more effectively and to appreciate the people that are in place, my little angels on earth that have helped me, that have supported me. Being in a group on Facebook, uh, being in a support group on Facebook has been a game changer for me. And I am really looking forward to this summer going to the Brightest in Utah conference. It'll be my first one. And they do these really fun videos of, you know, all of those who have had success on plan. They do like a, a montage, a video montage of them. And, and no, my picture won't be in there, you know, because I haven't reached my goal or ha- not even a little, but I have reached other important goals as far as healing and working through old trauma and processing that. And that's, that is progress too. It's just a different form. So while I may not be part of that video this year, there's always hope that the next time there will be, and that will be fun. So I know I'm just, I'm right there. I know that I'm on the precipice of something that is going to take off. Like it, I just sense it to my core. Like once I commit to this, I'm, I'm going to take off with it. So it's going to be great. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm especially grateful for this awesome, amazing, wonderful, beautiful spring weather that we're finally getting. Definitely lifts, lifts the gloomies, the winter gloomies, and that helps. So until next week, hang in there, guys. Just keep plugging away. Don't give up because any effort you make now is better than no effort at all. Love you guys. Take care. Thank you.